Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. Donna nice. and Steve on My Talk 1071, where it is Give to the Max Day. Yeah, girl. Our beneficiary, let me try that again. Our <laughs> beneficiary again nice. Nice. is Alive and Kickin'. Alive and Kickin'. Seniors that rock, they perform, they're all of a certain age. And they all just go full tilt, and their performances are fantastic. This is great. If, you know, especially if you have a grandma and grandpa, you know, it, it, this. think of, I look at it as an investment in my future. Um, Alive and Kickin's mission is to break down stereotypes and, and misperceptions of seniors. So, And they do that through these live performances where they show they have energy, they have an understanding and a wisdom and a zest for life uh, that can only come from decades of experience, Steve Patterson. Did you know the that? O- you know, the only person that um, that had more energy than the Alive and Kickin' folks were, God rest his soul, Michael Matthew Farrell, who would lead Badness. the way. And I remember when he came into the Twin Cities Live studio and I saw him directing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just watching all of that. That combination yeah. was really it was just very it was uplifting, very yeah. inspiring to see that. And, and um, what a, he like, passed away last year, twenty twenty one. What a beautiful uh, legacy to leave behind. Mm-hmm. You know, such a cool guy. So um, if you do a, the fifty dollar donation, you'll get a kicking it with my talk uh, shirt, which is really cool. So go and donate. It's give to the max day. You never feel bad after you give. No, that's the truth. MyTalk1071.com. Okay? Okay, then. No. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is The Beat. What, Steve? I forgot about the intro. But I was going to say, Rocco sent a story last night about Ticketmaster. Oh. And then I woke up this morning and read something about Ticketmaster. It's not a good day for Ticketmaster. It doesn't seem as such with People all of the... People seem to be hating Ticketmaster right now. Well, I think they feel like they're kind of... Being ripped off. Yeah, yanking the system around, and they're waiting in line, and things are just going 
wonky and they're dating it back to like the Bruce Springsteen flexible pricing that oh, Ticketmaster yeah. did. You know how flexible it was? They, they they were so limber that they were able to get ticket prices for Bruce Springsteen up to $5,000. That's ridiculous. You know, I think the point of the article I shared and uh, I think it was on vice.com, you know, a lot of people think it's the bots. You know, oh, there's all these uh, computer algorithms mm-hmm. out there that are getting free tickets. Mm-hmm. It's really not. I think Ticketmaster did weed out the bots, but now it's actual people. Like ticket brokers are like, Hey, there's a pre-sale for Citibank card holders. Guess what? I'm gonna hire a hundred people and make sure they all get open a credit card, and then those hundred people are all gonna buy Taylor Swift tickets, and we're gonna turn yeah. a three hundred dollar ticket into a nine hundred dollar ticket. Hello, profit. It's so gross. I mean, remember when Eddie Vedder was on a tear to, against Ticketmaster? How many years ago? I mean, that had to have been like twenty years ago. Yeah. So he was kind of. On to them. And then at one point, I think during the Obama administration, there was a Live Nation Ticketmaster merger that a lot of people said, no, this is a bad idea. And now we're kind of living in it. So if yeah. you logged on to try to get Taylor Swift tickets the other day, you weren't necessarily fighting bots. You were A, fighting all the other people that wanted tickets, and B, fighting all these t- ticket resellers that also know all the tricks and are beating you to it. Yeah, because and have, have and have computers that are faster, and you know they're working on different kind of servers, even things like that. Server speed, I would imagine, matters whenever you're trying to secure tickets on an online platform. There were some Swifties um, that got a special code. It was supposed to let them get tickets priced anywhere between forty nine and four hundred and fifty dollars a piece before the masses could. But Ticketmaster. Evidently, according to the Morning Brew, uh, was not prepared for the millions of fans that it said showed up to secure a ticket to Taylor's first tour since 2018, despite issuing the pre-sale codes. There's a website called downdetector.com, and it showed 5,000-plus outages for Ticketmaster.com on Tuesday at around noon. Ticketmaster issued an apology and pushed back other scheduled Taylor pre-sales. But this goes back to, as we mentioned, other offenses that have left the average consumer Hmm. music fan feeling like they're getting left out, like those $5,000 Bruce Springsteen tickets this summer. And uh, now all sorts of folks are getting upset about it. During Tuesday's uh, ticket problem, um, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York, I believe, she tweeted that Ticketmaster is a monopoly and should be broken up. Tennessee Attorney General Jonathan Scrimetti, SKR, screw the vowels, we're just going SKR there. (laughs) He said he worried Ticketmaster may have potentially violated consumer protection laws. And last month, President Biden said he would look into sky-high processing fees on concert tickets, but did not call out Ticketmaster directly. Yeah, isn't that funny? If you finally got through and got tickets and you had to deal with all this Ticketmaster stuff, you had to give Ticketmaster a nice fee for all the nice things they did for you. Mm. Oh, for all the processing. A piece. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm reading something here, about something called the Insomniac Browser. It costs $500 a month for a license. These brokers can pay for this browser, and each tab, like you can open hundreds of tabs, each tab is now a place in line for Ticketmaster. Oh, my So you're gosh. fighting, I mean, you're, this is just ridiculous. Uh, there, Paramore's upcoming tour is trying out a face value ticket exchange to curb some of the problems that have been ongoing. Um, I don't know. This is Listen, why I don't go to concerts. I was just going to say, you guys wonder why Stevie Boy is a shut-in. 
concerts already the 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 traffic situation on the way out of there i mean what are we doing we're parking in a parking structure and then when do we get out of there tuesday because it's like you get in the the show was great and nothing saps the fun out of a sweet sweet show like sitting for 40 minutes in a parking structure Start to feel kind of claustrophobic. Wow, hard to go we anywhere. sound so old. I because I agree it. with you. It's just I I'll watch it on TV. You know what they should do? We should be in charge of concerts first of all, and what they should do is say, "All right, we're doing staggered things. We've got five more songs. However, Upper Bowl, you pay the least <laughs> you for your tickets. Now. It is now time for you to leave. <laughs> and then all right, we got three songs left. Middle Bowl, time for you to go. And then oh everybody like got church. their floor ticket. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yes, let's get out like we're at a wedding. That is so funny. We like to talk. Rocco has a mouth. Talking is fun. Clomp, clomp. Clomp it up. Guys, you've got to do me a favor. Billy Ray Cyrus is engaged to this Australian singer-songwriter. Her name is, one word, Fire Rose. Fire Rose. And they have a duet out. Will you... Can we listen and watch a little bit of the video? Because the video is so cringeworthy to me. And I just want to know, is it just me or do you agree? Okay, I'll skip a little bit. And tell what you're seeing. Okay, I'm I'm seeing the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that's Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. No fire from the flame. Oh, boy. It's just the two of them, the whole thing. Now we're standing yeah, I'm okay with not seeing this. <laughs> Which one is to blame? And what is wrong with his hair? It's like, I'm telling you, it, it's like if Jesus got balayage. Yes, but a really bad job because he tried to do it himself. It's like black and then halfway goes, down and then his hair's very long. Yes. The it bleeds into blonde. It. The braids are it's kind of a, a different dual color thing. Look. It's like black and white. I mean, the two of them, it's just like. I think they think this video is like artsy. It, I have secondhand embarrassment. And how old I is do. Fire Rose? Because she looks about Miley's age. Exactly. I think she's 30. He's 61. She's 34. He's 61? Yes. Well, let me say this. The fact that his hair is holding up the way that it is at 61 is impressive. Yeah, we don't know what's under the hat, though. No, no, no. He takes the hat off. I'm scrubbing through. His hat's off a lot. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, do a scrub, Donna. Just go like 10 seconds ahead. Yep, I see it now. And there's a lot of versions of his hair. Oh, no, I can't take it. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. I don't know why he's doing that. He's 34. And he's 61. No, he looks like her daughter. So that would be, so he's he's 61, she's 34, so that's 27 years, right? Miley's 29. Okay, so that's, yeah, I that's your daughter. I wonder what Miley thinks about this. And he clearly has a type, because she looks like a young version of Tish, his ex. You know the weird thing about the age differences? You know, I get it. Like, when you're all adults, you know, things get blendy and bleedy and all that kind of stuff. But... We got to go. But if uh, this would be like if you were 27 years old today, your soulmate is Isn't born just yet. being born. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. feels. Yeah. Peculiar. I don't like it. Mary Guise Mice. I just All don't right, want to well, think about back. it. Okay. Um, Scrabble has a dictionary and they have they've added new words. And I think someone like 
me is there, some dope. And it's like, yeah, let's tell them that's a word now. This is a word, too. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll rattle through some for you Scrabble players, and you can use these in your next game. And if someone challenges you, they're going to have to eat crow. Is that the saying? I think so. You have to eat a live crow, right? Uh, you don't think Osborne the thing. Okay, bye. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You guys like Scrabble? You know... I have enjoyed it when I've played it. I've probably played it less than 10 times. I would agree. Same for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of a word puzzle guy. I do the crossword a lot. Yeah. And I think what you guys are about to talk about is maybe why I didn't fall in love with Scrabble. Because in order to win at Scrabble, you need to know a lot of weird two-letter words. Mm-hmm. And words, words with you'd never, Yeah, words you'd Q. never use. Yeah. Yeah. Words it... nobody ever uses. Yeah, you know, there's even more now. Okay. <laughs> like like a lot more. So the Scrabble dictionary uh dictionary has added about 500 new words. So this is already joining the more than 100,000 two to eight letter words that are already quote unquote legal. Can you not do a word that's longer than eight letters? I think you can do anything, can't you? I don't think you have that many Oh, yeah, you can do anything. But is the Scrabble Dictionary, is, the, is there a physical book that is the Scrabble there Dictionary is. that is different than Webster's? Yes. So if Jimmy Webster and Simon Scrabble meet up together, they're like, you punk. Yeah. I don't do it your yeah, way. Yeah, like I actually have a Scrabble Dictionary. But it, weirdly, the first time I played Scrabble was about 15 years ago when my sister came to visit me because she loves Scrabble. And I'm like, I've never played this. She's like, what do you mean you never played? I go, as a kid, this was never my my thing. Yeah. Um. So I thought it was really, it's really fun. I like board games. Anyway, so you want to hear some of them? Mm-hmm. Yes. They've added bay, B-A-E. That's For, like, you love somebody. You're mm-hmm. my bay. You're my bay. That's my bay. Bay, bay. Vax. Oh, like slang for for. Getting vaccinated or giving a yes, vaccination? Correct. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I never know how to pronounce this word. Hugi. Huga. Huga. Hu- or no, no, no. Huga? I think it's actually Huga. Yeah. Not Hugh like Hugh Jackman. Who, like the who? H y g g e. Yeah, I remember Alexis brought that one up to uh, Jason a few years ago, and now it's a big thing. It's a Danish yeah. thing. It's about getting cozy. Bradley Trainer has done a Huga segment before. Uh, I used to work in uh, local television. Oh, is that right? And he came and showed us the art of huga, which oh. is like blankets, candles, warm drink. It's the art of getting cozy. We're entering huga season. Huga. Huga. When I wore my big cozy sweater the other day, everybody said, hey, is it Rocco huga season? I love it. And I was like, Rocco huga, Rocco huga, Rocco huga. <laughs> Donna, okay. improvise. Well, okay. I didn't know where you were going. Why did Stevie Ray... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. They even spend the time teaching us improv if you're just going to go off the book. Zonky. Here's my favorite. There are two Zonky, or there are two Z ones that both have to do with zebra donkeys. So there's Zonkey, which is a hybrid between a zebra and a donkey. I would like to see that. But there's another I'm one. I'm looking it Where up right is now. it? There's another one. I love donkeys. That so is, much. it's like a Zonkey, but it's a <gasps> Debra. No, not oh, look not at Deborah. the Zonkey. Look at a Zonkey. Oh, Sorry. my gosh. They're amazing. I want to have that. Oh, my word. It's like they're wearing striped socks. Are their heads bigger? I don't know. There's another word. Guys, oh, man. Let, let me see. Maybe it's... In hey, guys. Hey, Donna. Zebras, am I right? Crazy, huh? <laughs> right? Black with white stripes or white with black stripes? That's a great what? question. There is an answer. I don't know for? it. All right, let me see. I feel like there's another one. Hang on. This is amazing. Okay, while you're looking for it, uh, Vaquita? Careful. <laughs> <laughs> It's a small porpoise, not a purpose, but a porpoise. Mm. A, uh, hmm. Do you know what the word embiggen is? Yeah. Embiggen? No. I think it's somebody trying to say enlarge, but in a quirky, funny way, right? Yes. Can you embiggen that for me? Dumpster? Why is that just added? Why would that just Dumpster? be added to the Scrabble dictionary? Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Is it to get like dumpster fire or just dumpster? Just dumpster, which is already a word. Thank you. Wow. Um, does that mean someone could have challenged dumpster all these years? I guess so. I have the other. So Zonkey is the offspring of a male zebra and a female donkey. But listen to this. Also added to the Scrabble Dictionary, a Z-donk is the offspring of a male donkey and a female zebra. How is it that these things can mate? Zedonkadonk. Well, I think if there's a canal. No. I, I don't think you could take, like, a zebra and a dog. <laughs> a yeah, he's, he's real on this canal. Okay. What do you want me to say? If I think if there's a male part and a girl part, and you are not too distantly... You know, relate or, or distant from one another. I bet you there's a chance of offspring coming out of there. You, what do you think? The the labradoodle just happened. Yeah, but those are both dogs. But they're <laughs> both like you know versions of a horse, donkeys and zebras. I think you could maybe have a zakao or a conkey. No, you can't. How do you know you can't? A conkey. <laughs> you might. I don't know. We, do we we have to do farmer talk again. We're going to have there, to have a farmer on on the line once a week. Where or we, we need to questions. get a zebra and a cow in studio. 
<laughs> I would love that. We're going to take a break. We're going to play a game. 651-641-1071. The College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Call now. You can play with us live on the air. It's game time next on My Talk. Okay, we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo! Woo! Ah, I got a woo out of them. Oh, yeah. Hey, Rocco, woo! Woo! Thanks, man. Ric Flair used to do that. Hey, he's in the news today. Is he? Is he? Yes. Why? I'll find out and get back to you. It's time to go to college. 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 It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. See how smart you are. I also want to celebrate National Take a Hike Day. Ooh. November 17th. Everybody's encouraged to get out there and hit the trails. Thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's, uh, Ric Flair has a ganja blower. What? I don't know. Something about it's on TMZ. Uh, yeah, he's some kind of ganja. Something. Blower? What does that mean? I don't Rocco, know. you're the pilot. I'm looking at it right now. It's, um. Hmm. It, it, it helps you blow smoke in the faces of those around you? <laughs> no, but he's. I oh, guess like, he's woo. going to Vegas with this idea. Anyway. Yeah. That's not why you called. No, you called because you wanted to know how, uh, DJ Rock Lobster, are you going to turn National Take a Hike Day into a three-question trivia game? And I'll tell you, I found uh, songs that involve uh, walking, taking a walk, the word walk. Okay, I like it. And guess what? All three of the songs I'm going to quiz you on hit number one on the Billboard charts. In fact, one of them was the number one song of that whole year. Mm. So anyways, I'm going to quiz you on those three songs. And to play along is somebody named Anna. I don't know if she has any insights into mating a zebra and a cow or whatever (laughs) we were going for last segment. But we could ask. All you can do is ask. Okay. Hey, Anna. Hi. Hi. Uh, You don't happen to know anything about donkey mating, do you? Okay. I just heard that there is um, a mix of donkeys and what was the other one mules uh horses zebras the ho- yeah the horses and donkeys yeah okay that's not helpful oh at all. yeah a mule <laughs> is a mix between a donkey and a horse right yes i don't know which one yeah like well yeah but see these... i want to go we gotta go okay uh hey anna <laughs> Who donkeys are promiscuous go ahead promiscuous donkey oh uh, Anna, who do you think knows more about number one songs that involve walking? Donna Valentine or Steve Patterson? I'm walking. I'm gonna say Donna. Yes! Wow, unbelievable, Woo! Kristen. Anna. Anna. Um, right, and again, go. maybe you know, you, maybe Donna doesn't know more, but you're allowed to help her, Anna. After uh, we do one run through here, so. Be listening. Steve, go away. And Donna, are you ready? Yes, I am. I'll start with the one I think is maybe the hardest one. Okay. This one hit number one in 1963. Oh, boy. And here's how I'm going to quiz you on it. I'm going to give you the first 
um, opening couplet or so for all these number one hits Couplets. about walking. Okay. Ready? Yes. This one went like this. Oh, how you tried to cut me down to sigh-eyes, telling dirty lie-eyes to my friends. Oh. Uh, does it have walk in the title? Mm-hmm. Walk away, you, I don't know. 1956, I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. These are all sound familiar, but I, I no. It's 1987, all the old paintings on the tombs, they do the sand dance, don't you know? Mm-mm. I have no idea. Cool. I thought you were going to do a little Aerosmith, a I'm little Lou Reed, a little... You know what? I did look up Run both DMC. of those songs. That song, uh, Walk This Way by Run DMC, only hit number four, so it wouldn't fit my criteria. Oh, I see. Uh, I did look up Walk on the Wild Side by Lou Reed. I think it hit like 18 or something. Okay. Anyways, maybe Anna can help you. Let's go yeah, with these. This is, the, this is the benefit of being chosen, Donna. You get help. You well, know, I, you know, I might be young, but I like my old song. Okay, let's go over this. Uh, walk like a man. Oh, yeah. Walk like a man. Talk like a man. Okay. okay. How about 1956? Uh, I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. Anybody? Mm, it sounds like a Motowny kind of song. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm getting nothing but silence from Anna, so I'm going to move on to this one. This was the number one song of all of 1987. All the old paintings on the tombs, they do the sand dance, don't you know? Mm-hmm. Sounds so familiar. Mm. No clue. Well, Anna, at least you got that first one. Walk like a man. Uh, nope. Okay. okay. We'll just call Steve. Steve's going to suck. What were the... Oh. What, what? lyrics that you said again? Um, what was the question? What's your question? What were the lyrics um, that you said again? All the old paintings on the tombs, they do the sand dance, don't you know? Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if that's a stone song. Oh, that's fine. All right. Let's we can't Steve Google. Back. We got to go. We got to go. Steve, Steve come on. Steve, beep, boy. Steve, e, Come on, boy. Ba, ba, ba. Show. Oh, what did well, you say? Here, I'll do the joke again. Okay. All right. <clears throat> How was the rest of Thursday's show? <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. That's it's right. hard. This is extremely hard. Perhaps. Maybe. These are all number one songs uh, that involve walking or the word walk in the title. And they all hit. I said number one, right? Did I say that? And we're doing it all for National Take a Hike Day. And here's how I'm going to quiz you on it, Steve. I'm going to give you the opening couplet. For these songs. Hmm. I'm not going to sing them. I'm going to speak them. And it goes like this. This one is uh, from 1963. And it opens with the lines, Oh, how you tried to cut me down to sigh-eyes, telling dirty lie-eyes to my friends. Let's Walk It Out by Peter and the Misfits. Okay, 1956. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. (laughs) I keep my eyes wide open all the time. Let's Talk It Out. (laughs) By Peter. By Paul and the in crowd. And 1987. All the old paintings on the tombs, they do the sand dance, don't you know? Walk like an Egyptian. Mm. Oh, good one. 
Well. I would have preferred that you sang those to us, Rocco, to be very honest. In um, fact. I could. Maybe uh, maybe I'll do that on the uh, as we walk through it here. On our way to a tiebreaker. Oh, hey now. Because here it goes. Uh, number one was, oh, how you tried to cut me down to size, telling dirty lies to my friends. Walk Like a Man by Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Oh. And I got that one. Walk like a man. Talk like a man. Love it. Walk like a man. That one Donna should have got because he was a Jersey boy, correct? Yes. This next one was a country music singer that Donna biffed. Oh, then this is Walk Away Joe. No, it is. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. Oh, Johnny. I keep keep my eyes wide open all the time. Dang it. Johnny Cash, I Walk Walk the the line. Line, hit number one in 1956. This next one, kind of a tough one, but it was the number one song of all of 1987. All the old paintings on the tombs, they do the sand dance, don't Walk you know? Walk like an Egyptian. Steve got it. Wow. So it is now one to one. Woo! Dang. And, uh, I'm just going to play a song I hate here. This. Wait, Donna, which one did you get? I got, well, Anna got the first one. I nice job, on Anna. I all of them. Oh, yeah, because I heard him saying that you didn't get the jersey thing. Oh, way to go, Anna. Mm-hmm. So if Whoa. Anna wants the T-shirt, I'm going to play a song here. You guys need to chime in and tell me. Uh, what walking song this is, and it goes like this. Steve, walk about sunshine. There it is. Mm. Anna, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm questioning that song. It's okay. Sorry, Anna. Call back tomorrow. And okay. Pick Steve. Okay. Okay. Bye. Thanks for bye. your help. Okay. Oh man. Why'd you do that to her? Because as far as I could tell, she was nice. Do what? Oh, that. Lose. Sorry. That she, was hard. I. That was. Difficult. I blank out when that. First of all, there's a timer, and then he's speaking the lyrics. Yeah. It's just. It. It's. It's just too hard. It's, it's too hard. Just too much. Donna, it's too you difficult. are. You know, speaking of. Um, why you are the way you are. Mm-hmm. Somebody emailed. Um, Rocco, before you joined us, we were talking about how Donna doesn't want to go out to the mailbox without putting on some makeup or something like that, and how mm. she judges her neighbors if they're seen doing yard work without having a full face of <laughs> makeup don't. on, or at least a little blush. I don't. She, no, her quote was, I'll take a mental note. <laughs> Here's what she says, though. Uh, this is from Roseanne. Steve, Donna is a typical Virgo. This is why she cares. Ask your mom if she would go out without makeup. She's a Virgo, too. Mm. I can. How does she know this? Yeah, I can really. say this because I, too, am a Virgo and hate to go out without mascara. It's pure torture. We are critical of all. Yeah, if I ran into a neighbor who was like, hey, stop for a second as I'm driving by, I'd be like, oh, no, please, no. No, it's you would because say, you want to take pride in in your appearance. There was a time, Rocco, that um, this story came up because <laughs> something Donna said has really stuck with me and made me laugh. I was at this Super Bowl party and Shaq was DJing, and at one point, I had my wife. I called her on Facetime. I was like, "Look, that's Jamie Foxx right there on stage, like two feet away from me." This is such a fun party. One of uh, Jamie Foxx's buddies takes the phone, takes it back to Shaquille O'Neal, who is DJing. 
And now Lou and my sister-in-law are both looking like you do on a Saturday night when you're staying in in Chaska, right? Sweats, hair up, no makeup, glasses on, the whole thing. And um, Shaq looked at the phone and was like, waved his hand like, get this out of here. Like, I'm not trying to have you show me these two suburban mothers on a Saturday night. And uh, Donna said, if you would have done that, I would have thrown the phone across the room. I would have. I would have been like, get out of here. End call immediately. Do you have any special requests for your if you died before me? And presuming I will be the caretaker of your cadaver, how you would like to be gussied up in the No, I better come up coffin. with something, huh? Yeah, like do you want you know, braids? I, first of all, I don't an want to... an open coffin. I'm Can it be unlocked so I could at least peek no, in I'm gonna... and say, Hey you I'd like to become ashes. Thank you. Hmm. Oh, Rocco can get you a deal. Deep D's. I'm doing a crescent tide spot in about 45 seconds oh, here. Yeah. Honest to goodness, if you put in the right, check the right box, Rocco might even actual, actually cremate you. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. I'm meeting with Lisa next week. Uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. All right, thank you. All right, we got to go. When we Give come Donna back... a tour of the crematorium. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Just for the knowledge. I could probably yeah. YouTube it. All right, listen. You we pulled gotta... over and had lunch in a prison parking lot. True story just to I watch Rec Time. I did not have time. lunch. <laughs> Stop adding things to <laughs> the story. You, you had a sandwich I, while no. you watched. It was yeah, she scarfed the friggin' pierogi. It was called, <laughs> and she calls them the prison pierogies. <laughs> I gotta go. She watched the inmates have Rec Time, everyone. Never forget that. There are two very famous actors who are really good friends but you would never think these two would be friends i want to tell you who it is when we come back on my talk donna and steve on my talk 1071 where talk is fun i made pancakes last night funny my wife made breakfast for dinner last night oh nice hey did you I, have pancakes, Donna? Or I did just... not have pancakes. Thanks for asking. I had potato chips. Um, oh, God. So, what is the deal? We have new parking passes. Oh, I here didn't, we go. I didn't get mine. Not in your mailbox? Not in my mailbox. Rocco sent what um, I would call hate speech <laughs> last night via text message. He's abusing the system. That is so funny. There uh, is a... We used to have the... Okay, so we had the little ID badge thing, the card that gets you into doors and stuff like that. So we had that for our parking. And famously, this last summer, um, they gave us the card that we could have in your vehicle. And then they gave you a nice little plastic clip just so that you could have the card always fastened to your visor. Mm -hmm. So you could pull your visor out when you needed to get in. I famously somehow forgot about the ID card that is the thing that actually gets you in. Saw the clip mansplained to my wife that this is what technology is now and this is what gets me into the gate and i was like look at this look how small this is and she was like how does that even work and i was like this is just the way it is now technology doesn't need to be as big this is it it's all in this isn't that nuts she was like it just seems like you could really lose it easily whatever and i was like you know you just wouldn't get it <laughs> i um <laughs> a couple days later i go with my plastic clip on my visor go to get into the gate it's not opening. I'm like, this this economy, are you kidding me? I walk out. I'm now waving the plastic clip in front of the thing to the let sensor, me in. Yep. The sensor, yes. Let me in, let me in. They get capture this on video. In fact, I was just waving the plastic clip that has nothing to do with getting you into the building when you encounter a sensor. You have to wave the card. 
So I don't understand how this stuff works. They drop in our mailbox yesterday these new things that will not be a badge that you hang on your mirror, won't be an ID card that you fasten with a plastic clip to your visor. Instead, it'll be a sticker with a barcode Mm -hmm. that is on your windshield. (laughs) And you place it on your windshield. And then when you drive up to the sensor, it's a long shooting sensor. It'll know that it's you and open the gate. So they put a little sticky note on it in my mailbox, like a little yellow sticky note. That says Steve Patterson. And uh, and Rocco <laughs> decided to... Wait, let me make sure I pull this up correctly. I want to get all of the verbiage mm-hmm. correct. And it says a picture of it, the barcode sticker. And it says, Steve, FYI, at the parking gate, use the code sticker, not the post-it note. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I love it. Oh, Oh, you're so funny. You know what was so great about that was it was so, you know, you spend too much time around each other and things start to happen. I, that was a very Donna-esque thing to happen. Rude. (laughs) What? And then it happened to me instead, which was very humbling and helped me to understand what it must be like for you every day. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. You know what I mean. Okay. All right. Good luck. I hope I find mine somewhere someday so I could get in the building, too. Anyway, uh, Tim Allen says that he and Tom Hanks are super tight and they have been Woody ha- and buzz yes they've been having lunch together since the first toy story and even though they disagree on a lot of things he says i adore that man's heart and mind mm. he was on the kelly clarkson show and said tom and i became really close friends and that's despite the fact that we differ on so many different things he says they've been going out to lunch two to three times a year since the original Toy Story, and they're like two older women because they sit too close to each other in the booth. <laughs> Could you imagine walking into a restaurant and is that Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks and Tim Allen right? sitting very closely with each other? What are the chances? Um, they have no trouble getting along. He says, I don't think I've ever trusted a human being as much as uh, Tom. Uh, and he says, vice versa. Isn't that interesting? Because yeah. I would imagine they're very different. He said, we have different opinions, but he's a really wonderful and engaging person. This is Tim Allen talking about Tom Hanks. And he's the first guy that listens to me and doesn't judge me. And he said, um, if there's one thing, though, that could drive a wedge between them. Oh, what, what, what hot topic issue is he about to drop on us? Well... It's not so much that as much as it's Tom's habit of grabbing a fry off of Tim's plate here and there. He said, I come from a family where you don't do that. I listened to it. He was telling Kelly Clarkson. He was like, you know, we were it was like early on. I think it was back like the initial Toy Story. And they're sitting and chatting like, oh, this is so great, like that we get to work together. And as Tom Hanks is doing that, Tim Allen's like, as he just reaches over to my plate, grabs fries. So great. We're going to work together now. And he's like, dude. That's my food. Donna, you would be team Tim Allen in that food on that food topic. I don't know if I would. I almost feel like there's an unspoken rule that anybody who orders fries at the table, oh. somebody can grab one or I can grab one from you. I feel like I wasn't always that way where I'd Hear be like, that. get your own. 
But I could definitely see you doing that. Today, I am pro sharing fries. I think I shared a fry from Rocco the other day. And by share, I Rocco shared it mm. with me without me asking if I could have one. You just kind of, <laughs> here's what you have to do though with fry etiquette. Um, and I think that's beautiful about Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. It's great. There should be more people who have a bunch of varying opinions about a bunch of varying issues. Oh, and for you sure. should be able to love each other and talk with each other and be open with each other and see the person in that. So I think that that's all beautiful. But to the fries, doesn't the fry have to be hanging off? Like you can't, it has, no. it has to be like, like uh, pickup sticks. You can't reach your hand into the middle and like go for a fry. It's got to be one that isn't touching any other fry. Just touch that fry and pull it out like a, like an old game of, you know, pickup sticks. Oh, for sure. Or Jenga. You know? Yes, precisely. Um, I think you cannot touch other fly, flies, fries on the plate. Yes, I think I agree with you. You have to be very strategic in how you pull it so that you're not getting your dirty mitts in other areas. By the way, just last night for the first time, I watched The Santa Clauses is the spinoff Disney Plus series of the Santa Claus franchise. And I watched the trailer for it, and it looked really good. If you if you enjoyed the the first Santa Claus movie and or the second or third, which were spinoffs. The first is far and away the best, if you ask me. That's the one that's like the Christmas classic. Um, mm. But it looked cute. It looked well done, nostalgic. There are some old familiar faces that pop up in it. So I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to watch that. That's what you you got the house to yourself, and that's what you watched, Donna. Oh, you have kids in the house. No, I listen. I watched the trailer. I said oh, okay. Sometimes, if I can be honest, I, I feel like I... you you listen. But what's weird is mm. you don't tune me out the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's for like a word or two that are generally key. Mm. We have to go. I'm sorry. Let when we come back, goodbye. we have a dirt alert. Fine. We've got movie news. Tom Cruise. Can you spot?